Hi y'all, welcome back. I'm Barbie Jean. Today we are doing an Ask Me Anything episode. Some topics today include rape fantasy, masturbation, what else we got, traveling, lap dance. (laughs) Let's get into it and have some fun. Welcome to Sweet Release. So before we get started, um, this video is sponsored by Kinked, which is a dating app. Um, It's a clean and private dating app for kinky singles who are interested in fetish dating. Um, Here you can date and chat with kinksters who share your fetish lifestyle. So I just want to show you what it looks like because it kind of looks like you're in space. amazing this is like the first screen when you go in there um that's kind of your chemistry at a glance and you can click start and see all these people near you um you can actually have fun in these like magical like cards where you click on cards that are like up here you click one of two of these four cards and then open the chosen cards and it flips around to people and that's like your magic encounter so you can have fun with it there's also like in the messaging chat area you see like users who have chemistry with you users who visited you and then like there's a mutual chemistry which is just a good way to organize it and then you have like your private messages Um, and then of course you can like swipe through by newest first or you can sort by votes. So like when I was just looking at this, um, the newest first is like a bunch of single dudes. But if I sort by votes, I see like, cause you can vote on people and vote on pictures. And I see people that have the highest number of votes. So it's just like a bunch of sexy people. <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely a dating app that's good to use for kinky people and kinked. Yeah, check it out. Um, if you're kinky, it's just a great place to find like-minded individuals to date because as we know, you know, mainstream dating for us kinky individuals is sometimes like (laughs) not good. (laughs) So check it out. Kinked, kink, and then with a D. Now let's get started. So what was your first gay experience? I went home with a woman for the first time in New Zealand when I was living there. So that was back when I was like 24, I think. Um, Yeah, right before I moved to LA, I was on my period. (laughs) So it was sexy period sex, which um, was a lot of fun. We also had some shower sex first. And yeah, it was a really sensual, lovely encounter with this beautiful woman that I write about in my book, which is hopefully coming out soon. I'm still working on it, (laughs) but that's one of my first um, stories that I ever wrote. And of course it's changed over the years, but, um, or gotten better. (laughs) But yeah, I, that reminds me of this movie that I just watched recently. Shoot. I was just looking it up because I couldn't think of it. Fair Play. Um, Fair Play, I think it was on Netflix. It just popped up and I watched it the other night. And one of the first scenes is a sexy period sex scene where he's like goes down on her and he comes up and there's like blood everywhere, but they make it hot and sexy. And that movie is pretty heavy. 
Um, it's, it is a bit intense. I wasn't expecting it to get so dark, <laughs> but I felt the tension building throughout. So I kind of was expecting some sort of dark turn at the end, but yeah, I just thought of that because I just watched that recently and I did love how they're like normalizing period sex because a lot of people are so terrified of it. We shouldn't be scared of it. You know, I have the period episode last week or just menstruation episode. So, um, yeah, we should not be scared of it. <laughs> And uh, the girl, of course, that I went home with was like, oh my God, you're on your period? Who cares? So that just proves how awesome women are. But anyways, let's get to the next question. Of the many wonderful sounds a girl makes in bed, how much of that is real and how much is it for their partner's pleasure? That is not for the partner. <laughs> Unless you're faking an orgasm, which, hey, like most of us have done at least once in our, in our lifetime, those moans and those sounds that we're making aren't for you. Energy moves through us when we climax, when we orgasm. That's why it can be so healing because you're letting go of energy. So oftentimes we must moan, we must yell, we must say your name um, because that is like letting that energy flow in a more powerful way and it can lead us to a more impactful orgasm just like more mindfulness and awareness around this energy shift and so i just feel like it is so good to allow your partner to make noises in the bedroom i definitely encourage it <laughs> have you ever had sex in a public space before and if so where the first one comes to mind is like the beach i've done that in the past when i was living in australia with somebody um i've also done like back in the day i did like a a clothing like a dressing room and like a department store so yeah those are the two that come to mind next so a girl i met in school came over to my room but instead of having sex she stripped me down to my underwear and gave me a lap dance nice <laughs> without taking off her clothes she was definitely excited when I came and was even laughing when she left me in my cum-soaked briefs. Is this a kink? This is awesome. That's sexy and fun. You know, I feel like, shh, I don't really know if that's a kink. Not a specific kink comes to mind. I think she was just playing with you. Maybe she was, um, yeah, just having some fun, teasing you. Perhaps doing a little bit of power play dynamic, maybe, because she didn't take off her clothes and because she had control the entire time of the situation like that could be a bit of a power play kink if you will but that just sounds like a really fun woman and I applaud her for doing that that's just her embracing her deviant nature having fun with you and playing with you and that is just so hot I'm super into it I hope you loved it as much as she did is it just me or is it way more humiliating to be caught masturbating than having sex? <laughs> Probably, I agree, perhaps. I'm not very humiliated by sex and masturbating, but I do think there's a bit of a vulnerability aspect to just masturbating with yourself because you're not, you know, getting caught doing something by yourself is just like a little bit more vulnerable but then getting caught with somebody else. <laughs> I remember a girlfriend of mine told me that her partner caught her masturbating. He like came home early from work and opened the door and she was like full on with some porn with the vibrator and she was so humiliated. She was like, oh my God, Barbie, it was terrible. And I was like, stop it, don't be, don't shame yourself for masturbating. Um, so yeah, I definitely feel like a lot of people do feel this sense of, um, what did you say, like humiliating around masturbating, but I just challenge you to 
be more gentle with yourself and um, embarrassing moments happen. We all have those feelings sometimes, but you should never shame yourself for self-pleasure. That's for damn sure. Is there a kink or fetish you have not tried but would like to? Yeah, the rape fantasy. And then I, this leads me to this next question. I have a horrible, filthy fantasy and it's forced sex. Like, girl, I have a rape fantasy. So gross. Why? I told my partner about it and he's open to it. But obviously, we have to talk about it first. But neither of us know how to engage and what to do. So the first thing you do, which you've already done, is communicate. You've already started this conversation with your partner, which is fantastic. The second thing you do is try to visualize the fantasy. Think about how you envision it. Do you want him to break in? Do you want him to tie you up? You know, like there's so many different directions you can go with the fantasy itself. Maybe do some writing, some meditating, like really think about why and um, or like what it is that you want to create with this scene and do it together. You know, like, of course, this is your fantasy, but communicating that with your partner, figuring out like being creative with it, having fun with it. It's a bonding experience and it, it'll be wonderful for your for your partnership. Um, I also encourage you to think if you've ever been assaulted in the past, if you've ever been raped, this is a tool that you can use to heal trauma. A lot of women have rape fantasies. Actually, it's 62% of women have a rape fantasy. That's a pretty high percent. So don't feel shame for having these feelings. You, it's not gross at all. It's not a filthy fantasy. It's filthy in a good way. <laughs> Um, so yeah, continuous, continue having that conversation and just really think, like try to envision it and you may not know exactly what you want and that's okay, but just try to think of certain ideas and what turns you on the most, what sensations feel the, like that you want to explore the most, like what positions exactly, or if you want him to just kind of take the lead, then just make sure you know your safe words, make sure um, you're just ready to unleash the energy that comes out of you because when we do intense scenes like this, it can be very healing and therapeutic. It can heal trauma. We hold a lot of trauma in areas of our body and certain chakras and in certain energetic spaces, especially sexual trauma. And so by doing certain positions or by, um, kind of being intentional with your energy and, allowing it to release at the peak of arousal or just throughout the scene in general, it can be really transformative and really healing. So just think about that and, and, and try to remind yourself that this is a kink. It's a fantasy. It's okay to have fun with it. And, and also don't forget about aftercare. You know, when we have these really intense scenes or, um, you know, like I explained before, like it's a shift in energy, it's a movement of energy. It can be very exhausting. So just talk about what you might need after, after the scene, um, cuddling, maybe TV time, maybe just a nice bath. Like just remind yourself how important self-care is after things like this. Um, but I definitely encourage you to explore it. Like I said, I am curious about exploring the rape fantasy. I think it's very, very common. So don't feel shame for it. There's, that's, 
like there's so many common kinks in the world and we're moving more and more to opening ourselves up to our kinky and deviant side and I just I am so happy about that so just continuously communicate and I'm so happy that your partner is welcoming this like this is just it's fantastic so I I would love to know more <laughs> um, please let me know how it goes okay next question how often do you masturbate and what are your favorite techniques I masturbate probably like five times a week maybe more it just depends um I was gonna say once a day but it's not always every day I do love masturbating I like to masturbate on my way to work but I'm not really working at that job anymore that's like 20 minutes away so um I love masturbating while I'm watching TV and I love just taking breaks during my day to masturbate and it's often with a vibrator. I love my magic wand. So yeah, those are those are my techniques. <laughs> um, it's usually a vibrator, honestly. I have a crush on you. Oh, thanks. Would you ever get with me? Um, no. Oh, but then you get into it. Okay, this is what you say. I would stand behind you and undress you slowly while kissing your neck and shoulders, guiding you to a warm bath in an old-fashioned tub. Honestly, I've always wanted an old-fashioned tub, so that's cool. Caressing you all over while massaging your temples and washing your beautiful hair. Still behind you, outside the tub, I would dot, 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 dot. I don't know if the app cut you off or you cut yourself off to keep it <laughs> mysterious, um, but thank you for the beautiful visual. Like, I, I hope you find a woman one day that you could do that to because that sounds wonderful and fantastic. Um, I am not your girl. I have a partner and I am happy with who I'm with right now. So um, uh, thank you, though. And I'm flattered and I wish you the best. <laughs> Next question. In your experience of traveling abroad, what are the similarities and differences in how people overseas approach sex compared to the U.S.? The similarities and differences are difficult for me. You know, I've really only been to a few other countries, um, Australia, New Zealand, and Thailand, Bali, and like a couple, a couple in Europe, I guess, besides like Mexico. Um, I guess I've had sex with some Brazilians and I find that Brazilians are super sexy and kinky and like sexual people. Um, when I was in Australia, I found a lot of men that I dated were like, oh, you Americans are fucking, like, way more sexual than Australian women. But again, it's a generalization, so I don't really know if that's fully true, and that's just based off my experience. I think Europe is pretty sexual. Like, I think they have a lot of sex clubs that are really famous. And, um, I mean, LA is starting to get more and more, but those are kind of some of the ones that I can touch on, I guess. <laughs> have you ever been in a relationship that you knew wasn't working, but stayed because the sex was so good? I have been in a relationship that I knew wasn't working, but I stayed because I he was so hot and I loved him. <laughs> um, but no, I can't think of a specific one where it was just because of the sex. You know, I find that I have a lot of really good sex. So that's not ever something that I feel like I would lose out on. I feel pretty in tune with my body. And um, 
the older I, I get, the more I feel like most of my sexual experiences are pretty fucking fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Okay. I have been married for 46 years, and 10 years ago, my wife had a hysterectomy for pull-uppies, which I looked up. I think you spelled that wrong. Um, maybe it was like prolapse or something. I'm not really sure. But, and even since, and ever since then, she refused me sex. I have tried everything to woo her, but no sex is bad in my book. So what would you do in this situation? Leave or stay or cheat? Let's go with the fourth option. <laughs> Communicate. Understand. If she had a full hysterectomy, removal of the uterus and the ovaries and like the whole shebang, then that kick-started menopause for her. And she, I mean, yeah, it's been 10 years, um, but having a hysterectomy is, can be pretty traumatic. You're no longer getting all the hormones that you usually get through your ovaries, like estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone, and all of that. Like those those um, hormones aren't being produced anymore. So yeah, they, she's probably not as horny as she used to be. She's not as wet as she used to be. She could be depressed. She could have gained weight. She could be having anxiety, like mood swings, like all of these things are um, symptoms of like low to no estrogen levels. So there could be so many things happening to her body that she just doesn't understand and still doesn't understand. I mean, she could be severely depressed from this surgery and removal of her, you know, uterus and, and ovaries and, you know, her feminine parts. Like that's, can be pretty traumatic. Um, I have no idea. Well, you've been married for 46 years, so don't leave her. <laughs> I think, so I guess I would say stay, um, but communicate, like figure out, like you said, you've tried everything to woo her, but she must be holding a lot of shame around this. She must be holding some trauma in this certain area of her body. Like I would encourage a more healing approach. Um, I would encourage therapy. I would encourage a more sensual, like maybe not even penetration, incorporate a feather or some rope or some sensual kind of like igniting her senses in a way. I would encourage oral, definitely eat her out before penetrating her. Like she's clearly dealing with a lot if she's completely refused you, like stone cold for 10 years, like that's intense. So there's a lot of stuff that's going on with her and it sounds like you haven't really had this conversation, you know? So I would just sit her down and say, hey, I love you. Like we've been together 46 years. Like how fucking amazing is that? Oh my God, it makes me want to cry. <laughs> um, but like, what's, what's going on? What can I do? How, how can I help you heal this part of you? How can I make you feel good again? Because saying goodbye to pleasure altogether is, is not what you should do. You have to just start, try to understand it. There's definitely more to it 
And it sounds like she holds a lot of shame around it too. And maybe that's why she's been denying you for this long. So there's, there's a lot of healing that has to be done. There's a lot of growth that you guys have to do together. Like you could have offended her, hurt her feelings, or made her feel uncomfortable by not giving her enough time to heal. You know, like it's a sensitive situation. It's, you know, it sounded like she had to have this procedure done for some sort of medical condition. So yeah, that's consensual, but it's also like she had to do it to survive. And so that takes away some of your freedom and so it can feel very constricting and very lonely and very depressing. And she could have just gone into a, a sad time, honestly. But I would just be gentle with her and try to, t try to pull her out, you know, ask her questions, be curious, be soft, um, and encourage, like, awakening her senses with some toys with um, like a feather, like I said, or a vlogger or something where it's like a little bit softer energy that can kind of like arouse her and get her excited. And also lube, you know, she isn't producing hormones like she used to. So her body is actually not able, just like when you go through menopause, like you're not able to produce as much fluids and, and um, like just arousal in general. So make sure to lose, use lube. <laughs> I hope that helps. <laughs> and I really appreciate you asking me. So um, I wish you the best. I really do. Because that's a long time to be married to someone. And yeah, clearly you guys are doing something right. So I just encourage you to, to dive deeper into it with her a little bit more. And see if you can help her um, move back to wanting pleasure again. Um, because, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that she misses it. She's just kind of suppressing it and repressing it for now. So I wish you the best. <laughs> Last question. Should we allow the foot binding of girls or the removal of the clitoral hood in Muslim countries? No, fuck no. That is torture. That is mutilation. Um... And this, it's hard not to mention, like, what's going on in the world right now. I do not support murder. I do not support torture. I hate um, these extreme, like, war hate crimes that are happening across the globe. Like, it is just devastating. I hate how, you know, Jews and Muslims have faced prejudice and hate for for a very long time and how the recent like Hamas terror attack has just made things extremely worse um there's like Islamophobia is like such a huge thing that happened after 9-11 but I feel like it's still happening and now it's ha happening again and even with TSA screenings like it's proven that they disproportionately targeted um, so it's just, it's de devastating. And then now with anti-Semitism, I mean, this is just making us more aware of these groups that have consistently had hate crimes incidents reported. And I don't know, I just feel like it's really devastating. 
And now things are happening in the U.S. and protests and and people are murdering each other here and the war is happening over there. And it saddens me. A lot of people are dying. It's, it's war. I, I hate how politicians always try to figure out a way to make money off of war and how that is such a big money maker. I wish that people saw each country more like family members. And so we see these cousins that have just always been at beef with each other. They've always hated each other. And now they're fucking like trying to take each other down, right? Like aggressively um, and inhumanely. But we're like the bigger, bigger brother, the, the older cousin, the richer cousin, like the more, yeah, we're more wealthy and we're stronger. So we need to fucking like tell them to fucking stop. Like, I don't know. Like it's, I don't really know. I don't know. (laughs) What I do know is that this torturous energy and cruelty that's happening is like not cool. (laughs) And so I just wish that there was something that we could do to stop it. And I wish that the United States would just do something to stop it. Um, but I don't know what that is. I, I barely know enough about this, <laughs> this war, um, but it is very sad. <laughs> and, uh, it's tough to read about and see and on social media. And so, so no, to answer your question, I would never allow the foot binding of girls or the removal of the clitoral hood. Like that is so fucked up. Um, so yeah, I'm done answering questions today. I'm going to cry now. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, I really appreciate your questions. As I always say, Please don't forget to like and subscribe if you like my videos, and I appreciate you being here as always, and appreciate the support. You guys are awesome. Keep being you, and let that kinky side out. (laughs) Bye, guys. Talk soon.